Did you know that when you buy resources from Focus on the Family Canada, your purchase helps strengthen marriages, equip parents, defend biblical principles, and more. Plus, we carefully select every item, which means you will only encounter quality, biblically sound resources that are safe for the whole family. Help give back to Canadian families by shopping at Focus on the Family Canada. Find biblically-based resources for your family at shop.focusonthefamily.ca. That's shop.focusonthefamily.ca. I'm really good at ballet. I like to dance, and I like to cook, and I like to organize. (laughs) I wonder if you caught the last part of that. There's an eight-year-old saying she likes to organize, and that is not something you hear every day. Well, today on Focus on the Family, we're going to talk to that little girl's mom to get some tips for getting kids motivated to get involved in your home organization. And your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. Uh, John, that's pretty impressive. I mean, when I was eight years old, I was thinking, how do I get out of the house to play football? Right? That was it. I didn't care what my room looked like, and uh, that's probably true today if Gene were here to... You know, hold me accountable. Hmm. What about you? Well, I'm, Eight well, years old. I'm a firstborn, so of course I had some things. <laughs> you're but so organized. No, my bedroom was a wreck. I'm quite certain of it. Okay, that means you're normal and I, healthy. I hope so. Good yeah. for you. Hey, uh, keeping a house tidy and organized is perhaps one of the great challenges of all of us today, especially when you have young kids. I mean, that that becomes a real challenge. It's almost like trying to brush your teeth while eating Oreos. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work. Uh, today, we want to offer parents some help for establishing a chore system. Doesn't that sound good? It does A chore sound system. Very good. It's very sophisticated. And that's how to get kids involved in house cleaning and tackling common issues like laundry and storage. And maybe even the kitchen. <laughs> maybe we'll t- uh, tackle that one along the way. Well, we have Christy Clover with us today. She's a home organization expert and a mom of five kids, ranging from uh, preschool to young adult. And of course, one of those children we heard earlier, she's eight. Uh, Christy is also an author, and her book is called Mom, M-O-M, Master Organizer of Mayhem, Simple Solutions to Organize Chaos and Bring More Joy into Your Home. And I will encourage you to get a copy of that at focusonthefamily.ca. Christy, first time here at Focus. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. It is just a joy to be here. Well, it's good to have you here. So that little girl, I mean, how much money? Come on, just fess up. I know, right? What'd you pay her? I just slipped her. Right? <laughs> Here's a hundred, kid. No, yeah. I mean, that's not her economy. Her economy is cookies. You know, oh, yeah, cookie, <laughs> cookie economy. I like that. She's my kind of little girl. That's right. That's fun. Uh, you've raised a, a daughter who loves to organize. I don't think that was always the case, though. No. Uh, how'd you do it? How did you really, without money and cookies? I know. You know, I, honestly, I think it's a lot of prayer, but she <laughs> is hysterical because she does know that she is truly one of the messiest ones in the house. She's the one that, like, if she's walking and she's done with something, she'll just set it down. She does not care what, I mean, we'll find things everywhere. And one day we were in our homeschool room and I was working with one of my um, sons and she came running and she goes, mommy, come and look at my room. I was like, oh, okay. And so I went in and she's like, I organized it. And I was waiting to like see things like stuffed under the bed, stuffed under a chair, stuffed in drawers. And she really did, 
you know, look and see what had happened. You know, like she she had looked at the room and put things where they're supposed to be. Mm. And so I asked him, like, well, what in the world did you do? What made the difference to you? And she told me, well, I did what you said. I I looked at the room and I thought about what I wanted it to look like. And so it's something about that, like, clicked with her that morning. And she has just been this little person who loves organizing. And so this was at eight, right? This was at eight. Yeah. So we had that same epiphany with our oldest, but he was like 18. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, something uh, you did a little differently. In fact, we have a clip. I want to go ahead and play it right here of your daughter. Let's listen. I took everything out and then I thought in my mind what it was going to look like. So then, like, let's say dolls. If you have dolls, you want to put stack them up together neatly. But Legos, you don't want to just stuff in there. Oh, ones that made. Ones that are made, you want to set neatly into the box. <laughs> How cute is that? I loved the part about her kind of envisioning what it was going to yes. look like. Yeah, that's all the good stuff, right? But yes. the reality is it always wasn't that way. Not yeah. just with your daughter, but with you. Yes. I mean, you had a point in your in your life where you thought it was all falling apart and it was kind of the, the D-Day of home oh, yeah. organizing. So what happened? Oh, my goodness. Well, my story... From that standpoint, you know, you kind of like try to keep on top of things and kids come into your life. And so we kind of had when people say everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. That was where we were at. My husband, we've gotten transferred to San Diego, which I know, poor me, but we got transferred down (laughs) there. Best weather in the world. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband was covering two territories at the time. And so he was traveling like crazy. So he was just gone. So we had stress in our marriage. We both, between the two of us, had three surgeries that were completely unexpected. The house we were moving into was just not getting finished. It was like a new build, but... I'm already feeling this. It's transporting me. It was crazy. Just crazy. And we were just not getting the work done. And so this one morning, I apparently was so stressed out that my body had a little reaction. And so I'm trying to nurse my son, and just nothing's happening. And so I called the, the contractor, and I was like... All right, I've tried to be a really nice Christian and be encouraging and patient and kind. And <laughs> if you do not get people over here within, you know, like the next hour, I'm going to lose it. I am just going to lose it. And I go, do you hear that? That's my son crying. I am so stressed out. My milk will not let down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lady, we're on our I way. <laughs> I hung up and I like drove out the door and I'm sobbing. And the hardest part was when I came home because I was so embarrassed. And I came home. He's like, I'm so sorry. We've got our team here what else can we do and he's like and how's your milk (laughs) wow i really did say that (laughs) i bet he's never had a call quite like that one i am sure he hasn't i am sure it's a great tip for other moms contract help to the the house (laughs) wow okay one of the one of the things that you mentioned in the book uh is this homemaking add yes so my wife jean totally connected with that uh define it though Oh my goodness. Well, that is when you just are constantly distracted. So my in-laws took my kids for a weekend and I was like, sweet, we're going to tackle the house. So I start a project downstairs. Everybody's dream job. Oh, I was like, no kids, undo what I'm doing. So I went downstairs and I started a project. And of course I needed something for the project upstairs. I go upstairs and I realized, oh, look, I could get this done. So I suddenly (laughs) had like multiple projects all over the house happening at once. So that's really what homemaking ADD is, as well as just the normal mom thing, which... You've got 
kids who are, you know, interrupting, moving things, picking things up, and just life interrupts you. So it's really hard in homemaking to stay focused, but that's what I'm really trying to help people to figure out ways to do that and to kind of stay focused, pick one thing, and tackle that one project. Uh, you've developed a strategy called the master list. Yes. Now, you know, sometimes I'm kind of going, oh, no, there's more more to-dos here. But what is the master list and how is it effective? So the master list is what I encourage people to do. Because when we walk around our house, I always have people say, I've got too many projects, too many things to get done. So what I encourage them to do is take this master list. You basically put a room, you know, at the, you label the room, and you walk through the room, and you're literally looking for either things that do need to get done or things that are driving you absolutely crazy. And there's something magical that happens when you write down things that need to get done on a list. It actually takes the stress away huh. um, because you realize, you okay. You don't have to keep thinking about it. Right. I, I now know that this is something I need to get done and it's on this list that I'm going to tackle one project at a time. Give and, me an example. Let's go through oh, something that you so, did. Yeah. So the one list. big thing for me is always the garage. I don't care <laughs> oh, how, I love you. Oh, <laughs> I'm You're my kind of person. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will clean that thing and it's beautiful. And then all of a sudden it's not. And, <laughs> you know, and that's it's a definitely a collecting area. And so that's when I just for that one, you need a, a bigger chunk of time. I that's know. not a small that's project. That's like a weekend thing. It is. It so, is. okay, let's say you have the kitchen on the list yes. and you have uh, your bedroom and, you know, the the bathrooms. Okay. So just walk us through that. How do you say, okay, this is going to be first and why is it first? Uh, well, what I do is I kind of cat- I, ha- I encourage people to kind of categorize it. So you look at each room and you might circle the things that drive you craziest in each room. And then you want to go through, and I have an ABC system. Oh, so- I see. So you, first of all, you got bathroom and then you've got drawers. Uh, Clean well, out I, the drawers. Well, you could go that far. And really, okay. I'm just trying to tackle like what's wrong. So when our bathroom, I noticed my, my problem area is my bathroom sink often. So what I realized is that I needed a system for this. And so I basically went through and that's when I did reorganize the drawers because it wasn't working. And so I needed a way <laughs> to easily put things in the drawers in a nice, neat place. And um, so that's that's what I did for that particular problem. Right. But as far as with the master list and picking, I mean, we all kind of know what's bugging us the most. Closets. Closets are a big one. There can be drawers. He's, you're hitting on all the things, huh? It's because we live it day I know, day. <laughs> right? Right? We are yeah. normal, disorganized people. I know. And we all struggle. And so I like to encourage people to just give themselves grace. So pick that one thing. And so when, with the ABC is... I, you know, what absolutely do you need to get done? Because there's sometimes when, you know, something might be driving you crazy, but it can wait. Well, and this so. is, you know, this is really serious marriage advice. So, <laughs> okay, so I'm the owner of the garage. That's my okay. thing. And, uh, you know, I'll clean it up. I'll spend eight, 10 hours getting it back to where I like it. And over the course of a month, it goes right back to the disarray that I cleaned up. But Jean was very good because I would come home, walk through the garage and go, what has happened to my garage? And so the first thing I would say coming through the garage door into the house would be, have you looked at the garage? And she Mm. schooled me to say, you know, when you're coming home, why don't you say hi? (laughs) not not the introduction of how bad the garage looks and for you know but seriously you know she was taking it very personally Mm -hmm. because i was probably jabbing her very personally like you're not respecting my space yeah and so i mean seriously how do we manage that conversation in our marriage when you're not respecting my space that i've spent a lot of time cleaning up 
Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, my husband's been traveling. Um, he's traveled for 20, 21 <laughs> years of our marriage. And when he would come home, I put all the stress on myself to like make the house perfect. And I, there is, I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at all the research, but there is this element of as a wife and a mom, like the state of my house really does tie into how I'm feeling I'm doing. So your self-esteem. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so when I am like feel and, and this is how it feels is sometimes I feel attacked. Like, oh, you know, we need to get on top of this. And it's like, ah, oh I'm sorry. I haven't been doing a good enough job. And then I start feeling like yeah. a failure. And my husband's always so sweet because he's like, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> but that's how I interpret it. Right. Um so what I learned one time is my husband had been gone and I just, you know, had been one of those weeks. I had two little boys running around the house and and it was just think, dishes were out, things were crazy, and I he came home and I literally greeted him in tears. I'm like, I'm sorry, I failed, and this house <laughs> oh, is a no. mess. And I just I felt so guilty. And he's like, What are you talking about? And that's when he said something I had never even expected. And he goes, Really counters, and just knowing we have a game plan for dinner, that's all that matters to me. Hmm. And I realized in that moment that we needed to be communicating better. So if like yeah. garages are your thing, then maybe that's something that either you or she or both of you together you know have some ground rules there so oh, that's i like just accepted thing. it as the thorn in my side <laughs> that's <laughs> well, it you did pick a really tough room because that's a room where you're moving things from the house you don't really need it needs to go in but there but the bottom line i really do want to make sure people are listening couples is yes. back off i mean don't don't use it as a weapon against your spouse in either direction right yeah. and i'm sure a lot of uh, wives feel that way you know the husband might feel good about his clean garage but when he comes in and starts critiquing the dirty kitchen. Yeah. Um, just be wise about it, communicate about it. Mm-hmm. I want to spend a little bit of time on the parenting side of this. Uh, mm-hmm. You say that if a child is old enough to walk, they're old enough to have chores. Wow. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, give me oh, the absolutely. chore list for a two-year-old. And I should say chore training at that uh, okay, point. Okay. So when they're two, their first job is helping to put away the silver in the silverware drawer. And so like when they come out of the dishwasher, and I'm literally holding a leg so they're not falling Wait one counter. second. I need a disclaimer. Yes. Knives should not be touched by children no, number no, two. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely. So I clear all the sharp objects out. Okay, and then, good. You know, I just so want to make sure I'm we're getting them that. Forks and spoons and the you know the table yeah. knives and so they're learning and that's kind of a matching thing too. So they're matching. So see homeschool. Have they right ever put their there. mouth on it before they put it into the drawer? Yeah, and it goes right back. Okay, in the dishwasher. Good. just a quick question. Oh yeah, or they'll like you know do something crazy, they drop it. <laughs> like, well, that's good. Now you you speak to that chore system. Yes. Uh, again, some uh, organization around that. What mm-hmm. does that look like? The chore system. So it can be all different things because everybody's different. So you've got sometimes where everyone in the house is you know hot mess and then you've got times when everybody's a neat freak and you've got a combination of everything in between and that goes for the kids too so just like that you've got to find a system that works for you so i go through several different systems that have worked for us in the past our favorite and what we use is kind of this big chore board in fact i laugh because i have this really pretty chalkboard that when i normally for the beginning of a school year we go through we reassign things but during covid season i got a big old whiteboard <laughs> and because we didn't have house cleaners so it changed updated every day uh, we could and i thought it was going to be temporary and then it kept happening yes. COVID just kept happening yes. so Exactly. It has not made it to the chalkboard yet. But you go through and uh, you just assign different tasks. And so sometimes, like with my youngest, who's seven, she'll be a buddy because she's learning a chore. Okay, so you Um, call her buddy. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't call her that to her face. Yes, okay. She, my, my older son knows she, that she's his buddy. But, okay. you know, so she'll do the, the bathroom counter and the sink, and then he'll kind of get Make sure it gets done get properly. Missed. That's great yes. for the older child, too. It is. Because it tells management you. skills. Oh, management skills. But also <laughs> when you teach something, you learn it better. Right, right. And so you really become a master of that thing when you're teaching it to someone else. And I do think because, like, Ashlyn's the one that we listen to the audio of. She's the oldest daughter. So even though she's number four in the lineup, she is older than her sister. So she's become that example. And so she's really taking ownership of a lot of things. In fact, when we had the chore board, she's like, oh, I'll do this and that. And she was like all over everything. And it lasted for, you know, like the first week or so. And then she was like, this is a lot. And I'm like, I told you it was, it was a lot. <laughs> Let us help you. But so. that's a good experience too. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Focus on the Family Canada's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program is a proven program designed to save couples from the brink of divorce. For over 15 years, Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped more than 4,500 couples, and over 80% of those surveyed are still together two years after attending. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis in their marriage, please call Focus on the Family Canada today at 1-833-999-HOPE or visit hoperestoredcanada.ca to find out more. Focus on the Family Canada wants to inspire teen girls to grow in their faith with a new and improved Brio magazine. By nearly doubling the size of each magazine, teen girls will love the fresh new design, including more articles, interviews, and daily devotions focused on a growing faith in Christ. Inspire teen girls to grow in their faith. Order your subscription today at briomagazine.ca. That's briomagazine.ca. Or call 1-800-A-FAMILY. The family-minded people at Deeks Insurance know what it means to properly protect your family. Whether it's your home or car, the good people at Deeks will make sure you have the right coverage at a great rate. After all, Deeks has been a licensed insurance broker since 1981, or ever since families and minivans became a dynamic duo. To see how Deeks can help you save, visit deeksinsurance.ca to get started with a quote. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. You know, one of the things Jean did so well, and I just give her so many kudos for this, the boys started doing laundry pretty young, like 10, 11. And uh, they've kept it up. You know, Jean just said, hey, if you want clean clothes, clean them yourself. And uh, she really stuck to it. And it's probably one of those great stories because they are good at doing laundry and they do their own laundry and they have been for years. You did something similar. How did you get them to do it? To do the laundry. Well, with laundry, (laughs) um, I always encourage them. So I'm big on doing a load of laundry, like my own laundry, their own laundry once a week because you want your loads to be small. And so the smaller the load, the easier it is to actually get it out and fold it and put it away. It's when you are trying to do these massive loads or lots of loads in one day that it gets overwhelming. So with the kids, uh, I just, I train them to do it all on cold and I don't buy a lot of white clothes. <laughs> and so I kind of, ah, there's a wise person. Yeah, I know. Right there. And the white clothes they have, they know to not wash it with everything else. They'll put it to the side. Like they'll put it usually in our laundry basket because we do separate our clothes. Um, but <laughs> you know, we just start young. And so I have them helping me. So when they're really little, they're the helpers that are moving it from the washer over to the dryer and then helping me bring it out and go through all the different things. So So at what age do you say, there, you've got it, it's yours, you do it? 
It's really child dependent, sure. but usually around five. They can, wow, we're I know. late to the it's game. Okay. I was happy. Hey, look at all the bleach I'm putting in, Mom. Oh yeah, no five. It's supervised, um, yes. and they usually need some help with the folding elements, like yeah. parts of it. But that's one of my other tips for kids. So number one would be decluttering, but number two is having the right tools. And so with the right tools, they'll you know they have more fun with it. So the tool for laundry that we use, we found this thing. It's called the flip fold. Flip fold. Flip fold. Was and that it's online what, or where'd you yes, get it? Yes, you okay. can find it on Amazon, whatever. And it's wherever. what stores use to put it's their shirts, stores right? stores use. That's and great. it's so fun. I mean, they literally get excited. The, the day I brought it home, they're like, what else can we fold? They were taking everything off the hangers to fold them. It was hysterical, but it's still fun. It's, it, okay, I thought it was a novelty. Wrong. I mean, you're acting like I right? act about Hagen dazs <laughs> so I know. How, how could you be so excited about <laughs> a folding, folding clothes? clothes? You need to get yourself a flip fold. Okay, I should have brought one with me. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Because it's like flip, flip, flip. It's perfect, and so they get excited because you can do it, and it's perfect. I have a college. I had a college roommate that could have used one of those. His idea oh, yeah. of doing laundry was after it comes out of the washer, it goes into the basket, and it just air dries oh, in a wrinkled mess. It was bad. Oh, that would be really bad. Are you, uh, is this a friend of yours? It or was is a friend you? in college. <laughs> I haven't seen it for years. I know that. Yeah, that could have used one of those fold things. It, when it comes to kitchen organization, let's get back there. You say using labels has been a lifesaver for you. Oh, yes. Now, don't tell me you're labeling the soup area. Not always. So whoa, I do whoa, whoa. canned goods. Okay, so you just put, what, you seriously use that punch label thing to say canned goods? It's not a punch label. It's a little digital fancy one now. And but you tape it? Wow. I stick I them on. Okay, so the caveat here is. Are you OCD by chance? A little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now it's coming okay. together. A little bit. In this is areas. actually an intervention. Your I know, right. Asked right. <laughs> Call me here. <laughs> okay, so you're labeling now the shelves. Is that right? Yes, but I need to do a big caveat here. Yeah. So we're we're a family of seven. We have five kids. Oh, we had good. another family come and live with us, what ended up being six months. They had five kids. And so we had 10 That's kids. Camp. Oh, it was. We <laughs> joked. It was like family camp every single day. I mean, it was so fun. But when I would go to the refrigerator, there'd be three applesauces and you know, like two or three you know, peanut butters. And so I, that was when I don't always recommend it. But when people aren't figuring out where things are, you're wasting food. So from a, even a budget well, standpoint, yeah. it makes sense to label things. So my kids know that if it's not on this shelf, yes, please do a quick little glance to see if somebody put it somewhere else. But that was the day I started doing our refrigerator. So I started labeling things in the refrigerator and even just mild labeling in the pantry because I really needed people to know where things were because we were going through food. And I mean, when you're paying for that much food, you really need to take you know take a step back. Yeah. Well, it's the same with what happens. I'm, I'm the oldest of four. My mom early on, and I think you did this too, or do this, my mom had us uh, kind of choose a glass for the day. Yep. And there was, a, there was a place that I put my glass for the day, and nobody else had that same place. You've got something similar? Absolutely. Well, when we have this other family with That's us, That's disgusting. I, no. What if you put milk in it? Then well, then you obviously get a new one. My right, goodness, you right. guys. It's a water glass. Ease up on right. your glass consumption. Well, but if you've got 10 kids, they're going to go through like 50 <laughs> oh, glasses okay. in a day, And then right? it's like, was mine a little to the left or the right? I mean, then you have glasses everywhere. So 
We had a spot on the counter, and I just got mason jars, and I got these really cute, colorful, it's called Wasi tape. It's just this colorful tape, and everybody decorated their own thing, put their name on it, and then suddenly we knew whose water glass was whose. It was super simple, and it kept it just organized. But speak to Jim's concern here, because okay. there is a balance, right, Christy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because if you grew up in a militant home about, hey, that's the wrong place, you're going to have kids who are kind of nervous. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, if you, if you are having many things, I mean, again, it just depends on the dynamic of your family. So yeah. you don't have to do that, Jim. Okay. You <laughs> can breathing use again. your You can do it in glasses. the garage. I mean, it's two glasses a day. That's right. But I mean, one think for about milk, it. One for water. <laughs> I know. But think about it, though. If you have a glass of milk and you set your glass down, they have a glass of water and you set that glass down, and you decide, I want some juice, I want some soda, then you have four glasses and you're one person. So then multiply that by all the people in the house. You yeah, end what's up with the problem? a ton of glasses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just cut. Okay. So and next then you time load them into the dishwasher. Right. No, it's it's ten a good times point. a day. It's a really good. I'm kind of teasing you. <laughs> we we mention this, but I do at the end here. I do want to come back and and yeah. address this once again for those that may have joined us a little later in the conversation. There was a study that found that almost ninety percent of women feel like the cleanliness of their home. Uh, reflects their success as a wife or mom. And I, I know Jean has felt that way. That's why if I uh, burst through the door and make a comment about the garage, it's not the best way to start my reconnection in the late afternoon when I get home. But but speak to that woman and then those husbands that may not be understanding what they're mm. doing to disconnect from their spouses. Absolutely. How does a wife and a mom learn not to take that personally? Yeah, you have to disconnect. I mean, there's definitely, you have to realize that my worth is in Christ. I mean, my worth is not in how clean my house is. But you also, I think it's an area that we don't think to discuss with our spouse. We just kind of, everybody's doing their thing and okay, can you help with that? And you just kind of get stressed and busy. So it's a good time to actually slow down, pray together, Hmm. and even just pray. Like I, I always encourage people, pray for a vision for your room. Well, why not? Pray for a vision for your home and do that with your spouse. And then, you know, divide and conquer and figure that out. But you have to give yourself grace. And I really want to encourage husbands and wives to give each other grace, yeah. too, because it's just, it's too much. And it's a lot to manage. Well, and I love the fact you're using that word guilt. Because, mm. I mean, spiritually speaking, that's the whole ball game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, guilt of our behavior, guilt of our thoughts, guilt of, and Jesus has come to set us free from that mm-hmm. guilt and maybe even in this area that is a bit winsome i mean these are funny things we've had a great time talking about it but not to be too serious about this stuff mm-hmm. this is not eternal in fact you uh, experienced i think a fire down in the san diego area which put all of this into perspective what happened yeah, when we were, we had two little boys and I was pregnant with our third and the fire was coming right up our back canyon. And so we were told to evacuate. It was like 2 a.m. We got the call. You wow. must evacuate. And we had kind of known. So I'd you know, taken some time to kind of think through what should we grab. But you grab what imp- what's most important to you. And for us, that was, you know, our children, you know, Steve and I grabbed ourselves. <laughs> but I mean, that's when you're, you're grabbing your important documents and, and photos. That was the, one of the big yeah. things that made the list and our dog and dog food. I, rem- I was proud of myself for remembering dog food. Yes. And we left. And I will never forget that moment because we got to the hotel and we're checking in. I mean, everything. You're watching the news and it was like they were going to have three days of strong wind. This is the direction it's going. And our house was like in the middle of all of it. Yeah. And so that's what's really wild about when you are truly decluttering your home or just trying to organize your home is you're trying to free yourself from 
a lot of the stuff that you just don't need. And you can think about that both from a spiritual standpoint and, you know, your house standpoint. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, these are metaphors. This one, you know, is living out how your home looks and how you feel about it. Very much it would be rooted in your temperament, your personality, all those things. But, Christy, you've done a fantastic job with uh, Mom, Master Organizer of Mayhem. I think Jane really loved that title, by the way. Thank you. But what a great read and what a great tool to help uh, people get better organized when it comes to their home. So thank you for that. Thanks for being with us. And let me remind you, when you order resources like Christie's great book directly from Focus Canada, your purchase, uh, the proceeds go right back into doing ministry. So I would encourage you not to go to the, the uh, big online retailer. Come to Focus Canada and purchase that book and let your dollars go to work helping other people. Yeah, and donate as you can and get the book when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Now, Christy, just at the end here, I'm going to make a commitment. I will yes. not complain about the garage to Gene anymore. Just I love it. That's the impact of what you have done here on this broadcast for Aww. me. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you're welcome, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Well, it really has been great. And uh, I know a lot of women uh, in particular have benefited from what you've shared today. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.